I think that respect is really important and it, when it's missing, you can't do enough other things to make up for it. Since God is the author of love and Valentine's Day is the day of love, we decided to produce a special Valentine's Day edition of Walk With Me. But I can't help falling in love. Today on our program, I have the very great privilege of interviewing my mom, Patty Tweet, who has taught me everything I know about marriage and motherhood. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what we're going to talk about today and anything else we would like to know about you. Okay, well, Tori, you know most of the stuff. Already. Well, maybe I don't, so that's the fun part. We've been married for 54 years. It'll be 55 in August, and we have three grown daughters, Terry, Tanya, and Tori's our youngest. We have eight grandchildren, eight original grandchildren. And original meaning? Meaning that three have married, so now oh, we have 11 okay. grandchildren. Okay. We have two great-grandchildren, and we're expecting a third in May. Wow. So we have a total of 14. And I don't know where the 55, almost 55 years have gone. It's amazing. Yeah. I titled this My Forever Valentine because you and Dad have just inspired me with your ability to persevere in marriage. Being married almost 30 years, I know that it's not always easy. So I'm just going to ask you some questions, and we're going to talk through how you have done that. Fill us in on your story. How did you meet Dad? And I know a little bit of it, but I'm hoping you'll kind of add in some details I don't know. So what is the sweet story behind your romance? It really is a sweet story, and I always say it's like a storybook romance. Hmm. We were both at Drake, and I was a freshman, and he was a junior, and he called me on the phone. Mm -hmm. And I should explain, this is a little sidebar, okay. that when I was in school living in the dorm, we had two phones on the floor. Mm -hmm. Not everybody was carrying a phone Not around their pocket. And no one had them in their rooms. Ah, uh, okay. So they yelled my name, and I went down and got on the phone, and this voice said, I'm Paul Tweet, and I'm a junior here, and I've seen you giving out butter in the dining room. <laughs> And I wondered, so could people not pick up their own butter? I don't know why I had to hand them their butter. Okay. They created these jobs so that oh, you, would, um, got it. You, know, you could get jobs. Okay. Anyway, he asked if I would like to go out for a Coke. But his line, which you know, uh -huh. was that um, he'd put all the Patty's names in a hat and he'd drawn mine out. Oh. So I was the lucky one. So how did he know your name was Patty? I actually went out with him. Be he saw me and asked some people who I was, and then there were some guys that lived in his dorm from Fort Madison, where okay. I was. And this was at Drake at University? At Drake you already, University. You already said that. Okay. In Des Moines. Okay. And, uh, but he wasn't totally a stranger to me because he played basketball. I went to basketball games my freshman year. Okay. And I remember one being there with another person, and that person, when they saw Paul, I didn't know that was Paul, but okay. when they saw this player, they said, that man has the biggest feet I've ever seen. Which is probably true. Which is true. Yeah. Uh, size 16. Yep. And, um, and then another thing is a girl that lived next door to me in the dorm. Her name was Judy. She told me that her dentist was Dr. Franson, hmm. and he had a nephew who went to Drake and played basketball. Wow. And that guy's name was Paul Tweet. Hmm. So I kind what of knew the name. Yeah. Yes. When he called, I knew the name, but I didn't know for sure which basketball player he was. Oh, you knew he, you knew certain things, you just didn't know which one. Right, because when okay. they went through my line, there was all of the team dressed in blue blazers. They used to dress up when they had a game mm. or when they were traveling. Okay. So they all looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> so we went to a coffee shop and had... Uh, 
coffee. It was right there by our dorm. Just walked down the steps, and there it was. And that would have been in, like, um, January, end of January or February, my freshman year. Okay. So we dated through my freshman year, and because he was going to be in Des Moines, my roommate and I decided to stay in Des Moines that summer. Of course. And how old were you, and how old was he? At that time, I was 18. Oh, wow. And he would have been 21. Mm -hmm. And so I stayed that summer. Did your parents ask why you were staying? Uh, I think they knew. Okay. Yeah. I think they had met him by then. Okay. But we did have to beg. Yes. Yes. Okay. But that was a really fun summer. Uh -huh. Really fun. And um, we dated that summer and through the next first semester and he gave me a diamond at Christmas time. And by then I was... So it was less than a year? 19. Okay. Yes. And we decided to get married that August because he was graduating mm. from pharmacy. Okay. And would be moving away. So that's... That's, that's your story. That's my story. And I remember hearing that as a kid and loving that. And so I think it's, I always tell people, it's really important to tell your kids your sweet romance story. It is. Because it, is. it just makes them so confident in your parents' love. We have, we always joke that the first gift he gave me was an icicle when we walked Yeah, back tell us about that story. Uh-huh. Uh, he just pulled an icicle off the roof because he's very tall. <laughs> <laughs> And gave it to me, so we laughed about. But we have an icicle. I bought a plastic icicle that uh -huh. hangs in our bedroom. Uh -huh. So we sometimes call it the icicle. It didn't melt. Right. And it was very inexpensive gift. It was very inexpensive. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, I just love the sweet story. And I remember kind of thinking about that as a kid and thinking, oh, that I want that for myself. What was interesting to us is you and Brent almost duplicated that. Huh. You went to college, met yeah. one another, yeah. so that was fun for us. Yeah, and we've loved sharing our story with our kids. So were dating and engagement different in the 50s and early 60s? And if so, how? I really thought about that question after you gave it to me because it was much different. Hmm. A much higher standard, standard of morality. Hmm. Do you think everybody had a much higher standard? Or just you two? No, 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 not just us. Huh. I think, I, I'm not sure that the actual actions were a whole lot different. Huh. But people did not talk about any kind of immorality. You didn't see it in movies. You didn't see huh. it on TV. Songs did not talk about it. Hmm. And the thing that was really different is everybody agreed on what was acceptable and unacceptable. Huh. So there was a very black and white right and wrong. Right. Hmm. So it was it's not like that I, now. I think it was much easier. Right. And you weren't exposed. You knew the rules. Right. You weren't exposed to all those sexual innuendos in everything, car ads, everything, everything, right. everything. and um, it was much more formal. Huh. We had dates, meaning so what? Ex we we weren't that. talking on a cell phone, right, every hour. all the time. We weren't texting. Did you date once a week though? I mean, did you see him uh, often? I would see him like we ate at the dining hall. Oh, okay. I would see him, but it wasn't like we were in constant contact. Uh huh. So I think we weren't nearly as familiar uh -huh. with one another as sometimes people are that are dating hmm. now because okay. they're texting and calling. Right. And Did you feel like you know him, knew him well, though, when you got married? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But I just think there was that, there, just a difference. And the engagement was a very private thing. It wasn't like, you know, Not, we, had, we had no photographer. And, and no uh, Facebook official. No, no, no. No pictures all over media. No. We went to a little lake. Somewhere in Des Moines, we can't find it exactly, but we're going to look for it again okay. near Drake. Okay. And he asked me to marry him. Uh-huh. And then he took me back to his apartment, and his two roommates had roses for me. Yeah, so I've seen that picture. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So that's one of the only pictures I've seen. But well, he gave you a ring on that night? Uh-huh. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. 
Well, and the other thing, we didn't we didn't take many pictures. Right. So a lot of that is not documented. Right. But it was it was it was much much easier. Um, just a totally different environment. Huh, so the kind of um, romantic view we have of the 50s is actually kind of accurate? Well, it was for me. I think I grew up in kind of a protected environment, hmm. but yeah. it was. Hmm. It was a great time to do yeah. yeah, you've always said that. So what's been the, what has been the most joyful season of your marriage? I, I think there have been three. Okay. I think when we first got married, I, I was. I was 19. Mm-hmm. But I'd already finished my sophomore year, so I okay. felt like I was a really old mm-hmm. 19. And I did finish later, you know, mm-hmm. um, schooling. Right. When we first got married, it was kind of like playing house. Mm-hmm. I remember putting up my kitchen curtains and calling my mom because right. I just thought it was such fun. Yeah, I remember that as yeah. part of mine. And then when Terry too. was born, we were in a small town, and she was born in June. And she was the second baby of the year. Yeah. So we were like this celebrity couple. We right. were a young couple. And Paul <laughs> was working in the drugstore. And... Second baby of the year in June, June uh-huh. 13th. Yes, June 13th. that's pretty amazing. There was, you had to be taking the newspaper. That was the situation. Oh, of course. And the first one was Did one. you sign up for the newspaper right when you were pregnant? <laughs> we, we did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that would be the first time that it was just really, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And then the empty nest when all three of you girls were at Iowa State. Uh-huh. We decided that was a good time to move away. Get out of town. Uh-huh. <laughs> Get out of town. Yeah. And we moved to Joplin, Missouri. And uh, we both had new jobs. We had new friends, new town, um, new And you church. said you weren't so-and-so's parents. You were just... Right. They didn't even know yeah. our children. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, we were just a couple and got mm-hmm. acquainted with other people. And mm-hmm. that was a really, really fun, sweet time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think the third time is now. We have no real responsibilities. Right. You know, all through sending three girls to college and three mm-hmm. weddings and all that, there was mm-hmm. always that financial strain. Right. And uh, now you know, we don't have that, um, don't have So children. if you would have thought at 20, oh, in my 70s, it's going to be a really sweet time, would you have even believed that? No, because I don't, I don't think when I was 20, I thought I'd live that old. Oh, yeah. That old. You just don't even think like that. Right. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I've told people that you say your 70s are one of your best oh, decades. yes. People yes. need to hear that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Because we do not, we act like getting old is just kind of a curse. No. But, well, it is for some people, but it's yeah. not for us. This is a great time. Yeah, that's a huge encouragement. We need to tell people that. So how about the hardest season? Probably when our three daughters were growing up, just the child rearing. Mm-hmm. The finances, mm-hmm. uh, just agreeing. You know, you come from totally different backgrounds. How mm-hmm. the child rearing has been different for you, right? And um, and then dealing with jobs. Right. We both had some stressful jobs, and uh-huh. and I'm sure there were a lot more. But you know, after a certain number of years, they kind of fade, fade away. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. So how did, you weren't real long without kids. What, <laughs> 11 months. 11 months. Uh-huh. How did having children affect your relationship with that? Probably those first 11 months, it was still like we were dating. Hmm. And that was the kind of, uh, you said it's like a storybook right. time. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when we had children, it was it was difficult. Uh-huh. Just I was that still, stress. I was going to school. Right. Yeah, I was finishing my And he was just years. starting his job. And he was just starting his job. Mm-hmm. That's always and, difficult. Uh, yeah. To combine and those two. it is really hard for a young mother to give a husband very much attention with a new baby. Uh-huh. 
It's just like it's just really difficult, right? Right, and the needs of the newborn are so oh, obvious, so demanding, mm -hmm. yeah. and you have to meet them, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, that is a difficult, and we do need to tell that to young moms too. This is a season, and it's a hard season, but it won't last forever. That's exactly. Yeah, yep. and that's one thing I've learned from you, too, is just see life in seasons. Because if you don't, then things seem overwhelming. But if you can see that a different season is coming, things aren't nearly as overwhelming. I remember I had a neighbor in Montevideo where we lived in Minnesota. And we used to have three little girls, and we would sit and have coffee in the afternoon. Uh -huh. And I would be overwhelmed, and she would say... This doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. But it's, only have them for 18 years. Right? It doesn't last forever. But it sure seems like it lasts <laughs> it a very long time when you're in it. It does. It does. Yep. Yep. Agreed. So did you ever want to throw in the towel? I know that I, so I've been married 28 years, and there have been times where I said, this is just too hard. And what stopped you? Because obviously you didn't. And we're I, glad. I think everybody must have those moments. I, I think that's pretty natural. I remember when I had three preschoolers thinking, um, what have I gotten myself into? Oh, yeah. Or no. I didn't, I remember thinking after everyone had vomited that day. <laughs> yes. I didn't sign up for this. This isn't what I thought it would be. And I remember thinking, uh, is this all there is? Uh -huh. You know, all I do is get up in the morning, take right. care of kids, clean up stuff, go to bed at night. Is this all there is to it? So those kinds of things. Uh, we're really hard. Yeah. And I wasn't getting much help. And you don't feel very cared for. You feel like you're caring for everyone else. Right. And I, I remember thinking that your dad's life hadn't changed at all. Uh-huh. I mean, he was he would go to work, and then he right. could go and play basketball freedom. or baseball. Freedom. They had a lot of freedom. <laughs> they had a lot mm -hmm. of freedom. And every aspect of my life had changed in five exactly. years. Totally. And your identity. And my identity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that was quite a big thing. Mm -hmm. So it was... Yeah, that was a little difficult. Yeah, so what what kept you persevering? Like some people just say, I'm not doing this anymore. My husband's, you know, he gets all the time by himself and he doesn't help me as much as I would like. What made you think rightly about that? Or how did you get through that kind I don't of know that bad I, attitude part? Yeah, I don't know that my attitude improved, nor did I think rightly. Yeah. I had no options. Huh. That, you just, that's what you right. did. My parents made it clear that when I got married, I was married. Huh. And so, you know, I, I'm sure I thought about it, but yeah. what would I do? Where right. would I go? Exactly. So exactly. I think that's what kept me there. And uh -huh. then um, I did persevere, and it got much, much better. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Because much better. you're not so heavily needed, I think, <laughs> and you're not so exhausted. You get to sleep. Yes. That and helps I, a lot. I think part part of it early on was just because I was so young and that it was just it was just overwhelming. It is and overwhelming. And I think that happens to young people. Yeah, and I think that we don't warn young moms enough that this is going to be a real change for you, especially if they've been in the kind of environment of performance, you know, performanceism like college, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you get like grades on your papers and you get some feedback like, "Oh, you're doing a good job." doesn't really happen when you're home with your kids. <laughs> you're right. Mm -hmm. You don't get uh, you don't get any rewards. stickers for no, doing no well. Stickers. Uh -uh. Do you still have to work at marriage now, or is it something that's like, oh, we got this? I think you always have to work at it, just like a friendship. You mm -hmm. always have to work at a friendship to maintain it. And But it is much easier now. Mm -hmm. um, Why is it easier? Because we're at this great time of life, mm. and I think we're more accepting of one another's faults. Mm. 
after about 35 years, mm-hmm. I figured out I wasn't going to change right. him, and he probably mm-hmm. he had given up trying to change me. So, And you find that they're so precious and valuable to you that those faults, you can deal with them. Right. Yeah. Right. They're exactly. not, it's not that big a deal that my husband leaves his socks stuffed in the sofa and that I have to take them out and put them in the laundry. It's really not that big of a deal. So I just stopped getting mad at him and just started picking them up and putting oh, them in true. the hamper. That's so true. yeah, well, that's encouraging. You just kind of change the way you think about Yeah, it's him. very, very comfortable. Hmm. Very, um, yeah. I noticed one thing that that we do, and I just thought about this this morning. We both tell one another thank you a lot. I thanked him for unloading the dishwasher, and he thanks me when I fix a meal. And I think just feeling yeah, that's like really you're important. Yeah, because I don't think that happens a lot in marriages. You just I think we kind to... of take each other for granted right. because we want to be served. And so that's a really good advice. Just, hey, thank your spouse. So um, why do you think so many marriages don't have the longevity yours has had today? Um, maybe there are too many options. Hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that. Women yeah. have too many options. That there are ways they can get mm. out of it. Yeah. But I just think at that point of frustration that they don't realize it is just a stage of life. Mm-hmm. Things going, will change. It will get better. And maybe each uh, spouse is more concerned about themselves like I was when mm-hmm. I was right. with the three preschoolers. I was saying, hey, what about me? Yeah. What about me? Really? But but life happens. So how can we love those who whose marriages fail? How can we not be judgmental of them and love them well? How can we do that? Yeah, you know, this hits really close to home for uh-huh. me because our um, oldest daughter, your oldest sister, uh-huh. has gone through a divorce. And right. I just realize how painful that is. Right. Especially when it was not something that she had ever wanted. Yeah. Or expected or expected right and i know i just know what worked for her mm-hmm. and still it's never over right a divorce is right. never over right uh what worked for her i know was to know she had support mm-hmm. from her parents and from her sisters and she she was dependent on other people to keep her from being depressed i remember hmm. her telling me that she she had a list and when she started feeling really bad, she would start calling people on that list until she's found someone who could talk to her. Hmm. And uh, So it's okay to admit you're weak. I often tell women that because people are here to help us. And if we act like we have it all together all the time, we're going to be depressed. Mm-hmm. So I like that, that she depended on other people. But I know culture, our culture today, you know, it really recognizes and honors uh Women and men, but if they're independent, self-sufficient, mm-hmm. very confident. Oh, completely. And that's it, it's that humble spirit right. that you have to have for right. marriage. So yeah. you get mixed messages. You do. A lot. I would totally agree with that. What has marriage taught you about yourself? We've kind of talked about some of that. So let's talk about what has marriage taught you about yourself, and then um, what has marriage taught you about God? It's taught me I don't always get my own way, and I'm not always right. Mm-hmm. And even when I am right, it may not be worth it Hmm. to get my husband to agree that I'm right. Just drop it. That's good. And that um, I think everyone feels some kind of um, insignificance or not quite capable in certain areas. And I think we have learned to compensate for one another's uh, weaknesses. Hmm. And so when you realize... Your spouse has a weakness. Mm-hmm. Why you try to 
kind of fill in there. Rather than play on the weakness and make right. them feel bad, right. which happens a lot. Right. Huh. Yeah. So you compensate and fill in. Yeah. Well, an example okay. is I'm really bad with directionality. Okay. And so um, we used to... Fight? Yeah, about directions. He would say, which way do we turn? Well, mm -hmm. I, I'd look right. at a map and I, I, right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So we got a GPS and he looks at a map now mm -hmm. and doesn't insist that when he knows that I don't do that very right. well. Right, right. And I know he has some trouble remembering names, so if we're going somewhere, I may remind him that so-and-so is oh, married to yeah. this woman. And That's great. So, Why not build each other up rather right. than tear each other down? Right. Yep. So how about what has marriage taught you about God? Um, oh, another, th another thing about me I, yeah. I just remembered yeah. is patience. I think marriage really can teach you patience mm -hmm. because you, you are agree? totally different people. Mm -hmm. You may... I do things very quickly, mm -hmm. and I say, good enough, mm -hmm. got it done. <laughs> <laughs> and he's much slower, more deliberate, uh -huh. does it much better, huh. but it takes longer. Right. So just patience. Yeah, isn't it amazing you keep learning things about yourself as That's... you get older and you think, wow, I am going to be 50 this year, and I'm still learning a lot about myself. And I think that's really sweet of God to continually bring to mind. Oh, that's not like me. That's not like me. And what I've learned about God is that he's so patient hmm. that he has to be. And that marriage is an amazing thing that it ever works. Hmm. Yeah, you know, that's true. Two put, sinners put in one house right. together. And maybe totally different environments, beliefs, you know. It, it's just a miracle that it works, so. That's huh. the main thing I've learned, yeah. and also that his way is a better way. <laughs> That's, that is true. Yes, and I always claim this verse, and it's, um, you know, while we were still sinners, yes. Christ died for us. Not mm -hmm. like when we got our acts together, but while we were still sinning, Christ died for us. So that shows that he's patient and grace-filled. What advice can you give all of us, either married for almost 30 years like me or newly married um, women, about the value of respecting and honoring our spouses? I think respect is, is key. I, I really think it is, that it's crucial in any marriage. And I don't think women always understand how, how vulnerable a yes, man is. right. And that they have to have that respect. And they will... Find someone who will give them that mm. respect. Don't you think we view our husbands as kind of this strong rock? They don't right. really need to be cared for and need to think about their feelings. I know I don't always think of Brent like that. I often view him as really not very easy to hurt, but I think I do hurt him. Yeah, and, and we think that about those strong men uh -huh. that, oh... Yeah. You know, they, it doesn't make any difference right. to them. But I, I think that respect is really important. And it, when it's missing, you can't do enough other things to make up for it. Huh. It really doesn't matter how many other good things you do. If they don't feel like they're respected, then... And that can really bring them low if they don't feel like they're respected. Yes. And they can lose confidence and they can do poorly at work. And that's probably something we don't talk about near enough to women. I mean, it does say it in the Bible, and the wife in Ephesians 5, wife must respect her husband. But I'm not sure we talk about it enough. We talk a lot about loving our husbands and loving our kids. And, yeah, we need to talk more about respect and honor. Very and important. I, I think in Ephesians, doesn't it say, 
the wife must respect. Yeah. And the husband must love. Love, right. And but there's the a wife reason. must respect. Right. Yes. There's a reason that that is like that. Because I think we do. I mean, look at Genesis with Adam and Eve. And she will desire her husband, which means she will desire to rule over him. Because mm -hmm. she wants to be the boss. Mm -hmm. So I think that's innate in us. There are lots of women listening today who might be struggling in marriage, and there are more struggling marriages than you know. We need to, when we get together with another woman, say, how is your marriage? Because a lot of people are hurting, and we don't even know. There are a lot of women who are struggling in their marriage or with their husbands, and would you like to say a prayer for them today? And um, that they would ask us for help and ask us to enter into their struggles, and then that they would persevere so that they also could have a forever valentine. Yes. Okay. Persevere and also be intentional. Be intentional. Mm -hmm. Because it does, it takes that. Yes, mm -hmm. let's pray. Okay. Dear Lord, you created the institution of marriage, and I know we as a culture undervalue it so much. I just want to pray today for women that may be struggling with their marriage or may be having difficulty with their husbands. I pray that you would grant them humility and gentleness and patience to bring harmony to their relationship. I pray that each would ask if they need help and then would choose to work hard at their marriage. Lord, we know that this is your will. Help us to glorify you by honoring the institution and the covenant of marriage. We praise your holy name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. This You're was welcome. really fun. It's like one of my favorite podcasts to wow. be able to interview my mom. So Thank thanks you. for agreeing to do it. And I think everyone is really going to benefit from it. It was a little intimidating that my daughter <laughs> interviewed me. But, but so wonderful. So thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?